That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Dante drives in and out of bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. 113 to 81 is your final. It's your Jazz Game Night post game show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordy Chiesa with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coach, let's uh, check out the sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz shot a blistering 56.4% from the field, 48.6% from three. And, Coach, that was over 50% for most of the game. Uh, the Jazz were led by, uh, tonight by uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, who had 26 points on 10 of 18 shooting, 5 of 9 from 3. Donovan Mitchell had 15 points. Mike Conley had 12 points. Uh, George Nang had 12 points coming in off the bench. Uh, and uh, Emmanuel Moutier had 10 points coming in off the bench. An absolute uh, dominating performance from the Jazz. And it all starts with ball movement. The Jazz also make four 44 made baskets. They have 28 assists. So everyone That's a big con- number. So everyone contributed. And you know about passing, Jake, it's contagious. If I pass the ball to you, you'll pass the ball to someone else. And the Jazz, the whole night long, was swing, swing, swing passes. And that ball eventually went to the corner. And that corner three, which we call the side pocket three, was there all game long because of the Jazz movement, but also because of the late uninterested Kings rotation defenders. So, so it's, uh, it's actually both. The Jazz swung the ball and the Kings Kings didn't rotate or didn't want to rotate. And anytime you don't rotate in the game, Jake, only bad things happen for the defensive team. For the good team, I thank you very much. <laughs> we, uh, we just heard Coach Snyder from the podium in the last segment, Coach, and I noticed uh, you kind of nodding up and down when he was talking about spacing. Uh, elaborate a little bit on what Coach Snyder was getting to with spacing and why that works so well tonight. There's two kinds of spacing in jazz basketball. There's uh, perimeter spacing and then there's short corner spacing and both are valuable. So short corner visualize Rudy, not really posting up above the, the box there. He's in the, the short corner below behind the basket and that freezes the help defense so when Donovan and Joe Ingles and Michael Conley penetrate the, 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 the defensive player on Rudy is, in, we call it, is frozen because if he comes too early, it's that law pass over the top to Rudy for a slam dunk. That's part of it. Now, the, the best part of it is in the perimeter spacing where their heels above the three-point line. So that's Boyan Pondadovich, Joe Ingles, Donovan Mitchell, George Niang, uh, Royce O'Neal, everyone on Prince behind the three-point line, and they're holding spacing. And then when they penetrate and the defense collapse, they can get a rhythm catch on a, a throwback jumper, and that's spacing. Whenever you space in the game, 
the chances of shooting a high percentage dramatically better. Jake. Let's get down to Tony in the locker room with Mike Conley. Tony? Jail together and guys have great nights was a lot of fun to do in front of the home crowd. Yeah, one of those guys, Bogey, coming off that ankle sprain, comes in and just lights it up tonight. Yeah, he might need to take a couple more games off if he's going to come back like that every time. But um, he's he's a big piece. And, you know, he's hot, he's hot. And we kept finding him. And um, guys were being really unselfish and finding the hot hands. So it was fun for to watch him tonight. Could you feel a big difference um, in the way you guys were attacking tonight just as far as decision and, and whatnot? Uh, yeah, I thought that, you know, we moved the ball a lot better. I think the last few games we got – uh, a little bit stagnant and, and you know the guy with the ball kind of had to make plays and um, tonight we just really moved it around the horn uh, got into the paint and, and kind of started the blender and and everybody was really unselfish at that point and and you know shots were, were easy to fall you guys were tremendous in transition defense is that one of those indicators in all the years you've been in the league that shows the unselfishness that exists yeah yeah and th- like you said unselfishness comes from defensive end too you know being able to sacrifice and get back and um, and help a teammate you know a guy like De'Aaron Fox is, is tough to contain and um, we did a great job of getting two and three guys back and loading up and um, and you know, I'm proud of the way that we came out focused on that and uh, and you know to hold a team like that to score so many points to, to 80 or so um, is a dream come true on that end. Teams talk about you know fast starts so important and you hear it all the time but Rudy said that this team kind of internalizes it as a personal thing they want to do this year. Is, is that been felt around the team as well? Well yeah I think our sense of urgency um, has, has been evident. I think guys are really locked in and focused on, on right now you know we don't want to get behind the eight ball and having to work so hard in January and February trying to you know inch up the, the standings you know we want to try to bust it out here early and um, and give ourselves some breathing room and uh, and tonight's game was just a good indicator of, of, of our mindset obviously nights are different and circumstances are different from night to night but given that the two nights in a row were so drastically different is there anything that you can take away kind of comparing and contrasting the two nights at all or um, honestly I think our defense was has been this pretty consistent um, even through the loss in, in LA uh, I thought offensively was the biggest difference between the two nights um, we moved the ball very well guys were just like I said just so unselfish and made the extra play for each other and, and it got contagious to the point that you know we were we didn't know who was going to shoot the ball and that, and that's what you know this makes a great offensive team you know hard to guard all right guys that's Mike Conley before we step away let's hear from Boyan Bogdanovich emotional on every, on every every single game so I know I knew how how important this game is it's for us because we get a, we have a tough game in Phoenix and then uh, then Clippers here so it was it was huge huge win and then the, at the end of the game we had a we had a chance to rest our our guys so that was also a big time I said before that he will be he'll be involved more than than me on those interviews I will get him back for sure how does Phil see just what the offense is capable of all 48 minutes I mean we had a lot of unselfish unselfish guy in, in this locker room so like I said before whoever is hard we are trying to to find him <laughs> <laughs> so we are, we are moving the ball the ball pretty pretty well but once again our defense was on a, on a point and it was we were pretty pretty solid 
there's discussion about unselfishness when it comes to giving up the ball and making the pass. But how much of that unselfishness also goes into putting the pass right where it needs to be so you can be in rhythm to uh, make a play as soon as you get it? Well, listen, I think every my every shot tonight was was wide open three. So that's that show us how how unselfish we are and we are looking for the good to great. Like whoever got a good shot, it's passing the ball for the for the guy that got a great shot. So, but once once again we control we control the board. We didn't play great offense first first two games, but but finally we find a stroke and we hit a we knocked down a couple trees and then and then Payne was 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 wide open to to attack to attack the rim as well. Guys, that's Bojan Bogdanovic. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, Tony. Uh, Coach Boyan hit on something really interesting right there because, uh, and I talked to Tim Lacombe about this last night, that, uh, you know, uh, the the Jazz were not passing very often against the Lakers. They were having these one and two pass possessions. Uh, Bogdanovich said right there that they were making the extra pass so a good shot went to a great shot. I thought that was really insightful on his part. Very much, yeah. Good to great means that the ball was swung around and the shooters were in rhythm. They were catch ready. And anytime you're catch ready in a game, Game, the chances of the shot going out dramatically are higher. Jake, all I know is this. I know, Jake, I'm not the smartest guy in the shed, Jake, if you get my drift, Jake. <laughs> all I know is this. Whenever the ball moves, the scoreboard moves. Whenever the ball sticks, the scoreboard sticks. And that axiom of basketball is, uh, is about 50 years old and is still apropos today. And that's what happens in jazz basketball and all the winning teams. You look at the standings right now and the standings before the playoffs start in the middle of April. Most of those teams will not be isolation teams. They'll be pass-happy teams. Mm-hmm. Jake, imagine being on, playing on a pass-happy team. And that's the Jazz right now. They move that ball beautifully. And whenever you do pass the ball, it's contagious. And your defense is always is a sense of urgency. So tonight's game. Quinn talked about Donovan's defense on on De'Aaron Fox. And just just generally speaking, the three main perimeter scorers of the Sacramento Kings of Buddy Hill, De'Aaron Fox, and Harrison Barnes shoot tonight a total, Jake, 7 for 21. Mm. 33%. So the Jazz perimeter uh, folks outplayed them, out-toughed them, out-willed them. And by the way, we outmoved you as far as moving that ball, and we played in harmony. And when you play in harmony, the world's almost perfect. So far, we've heard from Coach Snyder, we've heard from Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich, and all three of them, Coach, uh, had comments a lot like the way you started off this uh, off this show, talking about defense. And that was the majority of the comments that we heard from all those guys today, how well they played defensively and how they keyed off that. It's it, you know, it's been true about Jazz basketball for a long long time, but it's going to be true again this year that they are they are a, they have a defensive culture and and the defense is going to be where things start. And it starts really on the ball, the ability, can I guard my man for a yard? In other words, they're in the scoring area or an early offense, can I move my feet? Do I have discipline? Is my is my technique sound? Can I stay? Can I get my shoulders squared and make the dribble I have to make? We call it a wideout dribble, so that he's not in a striking attack mode. And, and if he does go by me, it's more difficult. It's on the second or third bounce versus the first dribble, and that allows our defense to remain solid. And then we are rotating. We're rotating out of strength instead of weakness. Anytime you rotate and you're scrambling. Jake, the only scramble I want to know is having scrambled eggs <laughs> tomorrow morning. So whenever you're scrambling defensively, you're at the you're at the uh, you're at disadvantage, and that's what happened tonight with the uh, the Kings defense. Just took a, took a, took them apart as far as doing that. The flip side of it. 
being sound defensively, and it starts on the ball. It's not glamorous. Hey, can I guard you, please? And that's what the coaches always ask the players to do. Guard your man to the best of your ability. All right, Coach, let's uh, take a look at the points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Jazz outscored the Kings in the paint tonight, Coach, 46-36. to Getting a lot uh, getting a lot going to, to the rim. And that rim was penetration. It wasn't really like, a, again, old school, back to the basket, crab dribble, jump hook, step through. In this generation, it's more points in the paint is when you penetrate yep. with a lane floater or getting layups. And Royce O'Neal is really, a, Royce O'Neal is one of the most underrated layup shooters on the Jazz and in the NBA. When that guy penetrates, you get the feeling that he's going to make the basket only second to Donovan. I thought uh, Royce has, has been terrific so far this season. He's going to play a big role for the Jazz this year. All right, 113-81 to 81 is your final. The Jazz beat the Kings. We'll get you more locker room sand. We'll continue to break it down. Coming up next, Jazz Game Night postgame show. Jake Scott, Gordy Chiesa with you right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, the coach, Gordy Chiesa with you. 113 to 81 is your final. The Jazz below out the Sacramento Kings. And of course, when the Jazz win, you win. The day after every Jazz win, home or away, Little Caesars is giving you a free pizza. Order one custom round multi topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you will receive a free large extra most bestest pepperoni pizza using the promo code Utah Jazz. Valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations. Mobile orders only. Coach, let's, uh, let's do the assist feature real quick. Proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season. Larry H. Miller Dealerships is donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. Tonight, Coach, the Jazz had 28 assists on 44 made shots. They were led by Mike Conley, who had 8 assists tonight. Uh, Donovan Mitchell added 4. Joe Ingles added 3. Royce O'Neal added 3. Kind of a theme of the night, Coach. The Jazz moved the ball well. They moved the ball well. They cut hard with velocity and they're able to catch it and finish. Also, Jake, how about Rudy's assist on that give and go play to George Niang in the first half? So Rudy gets you a shout out also. And whenever you pass that ball, you cut much harder. If I know the ball might be passed to me, I'm going to be catch ready. And if I'm on the move, I am ready to, uh, I am early hands catching the ball in rhythm to make a basket. So it was beautiful jazz passing, and it all starts with everyone having, being unselfish and respecting your teammates. See, passing is really respecting. If you respect your teammates, you're going to pass to them. If you don't respect them, I do that awful thing called I over-dribble. Over-dribbling, Jake, is absolutely awful for a team. Sharing and caring, Coach. We talked about it in the pregame. Sharing and caring. All right, let's uh, go back down in the locker room. Tony Parks is standing by with Donovan Mitchell. Tony? All right, the ball was certainly moving tonight. You guys were clicking on offense. What was the biggest difference from the um, I think just, you know, continuing to be unselfish. I think that's that's been the biggest thing. You know, there were times last game we kind of turned down. Who, when? Like you, Jamal. Um... I think there were times where, you know, I think 
you know, we kind of passed up open shots last game. I think now guys are starting to just take their shots and get in rhythm. And I think it's been tonight showed that, you know, when guys start hitting, obviously Bojan being there definitely helped. But, you know, guys are starting to take the shots. How much did you feed off of a guy like Bojan tonight? Yeah, it's, it's awesome, you know, to see him so happy and so just to be back. And, you know, he creates. He does a lot of things off the ball, gets into the paint, draws a lot of attention, makes it easier for us. And then on top of that, he can get to the rim finish. And obviously he can shoot. Bojan talked about guys giving up good shots for great shots. Mm-hmm. Does this offense make that decision easier on yeah. when to go? I think the spacing allows you to make that decision. It makes it a lot easier. I think, you know, for us getting into the paint, you know, defense collapse, you know, you have Boyan, you have Mike, you have Joe, you have me, Royce, Rudy, like you have guys open for, for shots. I think it's having the spacing that we have makes it really easy. Keep for stopping Sacramento is probably De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill. Uh-huh. You guys did a pretty good job against them. What, what allowed Yeah, that? I think I think the loss in preseason really helped. It just showed us, you know, where we kind of needed to build from. You know, obviously, I think Buddy Hill had 28 in the preseason. I think just being able to kind of limit his touches, uh, limit Fox in transition, that was really, the, those were the keys, and I think we did a good job of that. But, you know, they're talented players. You know, they, there are times where they can, you know, make shots. You know, unfortunately, we did a good job to kind of take them out of different actions. Everybody would want to be perfect right out of the gates, but how much fun is the process of seeing this come together, and how big a step did you take tonight? I think we took a huge step. You know, I, like I said, I don't think we were worried too much about last game. I think for us, it's just continuing to figure each other out and build, and you know, nights like tonight are going to happen. You know, and on top of that, you know, you know, at the end of the, he hasn't gone off yet. You know, I, we, have, we we haven't had a game where all of us have been. You know, we've had this was probably the closest one we've had, but you know, like I said, it's going to get even scarier once we start to figure it out. And defensively, you know, we've been we've been great. Coach starts practicing sometimes from what I've heard with transition defense is that like how much of a tone does that set in terms of real mentality of I, yeah, I think it's just habits you know whether we go full speed or we jog it I think it's just the mentality of knowing to get back knowing to be there and set up our half court defense and we don't turn the ball over it really helps it makes it a lot easier for us and obviously making shots allows us to get set but even when we don't you know being able to make that a priority is huge switched the rotation with you and Mike in the first quarter what was that like for you um I'm fine with it. You know, I think Mike just being able to kind of get his rhythm a little bit more, trying to figure out more in the offense is really where we got to get to. And it's all at work tonight. I think we'll keep doing it. I, I, I'm, I'm just all for, you know, trying to find ways to, to, to get better, not for myself, but just as a team. To know Quinn, how much fun does he have with all the new chess pieces and be, being able to see his creation come to life? He's great. I, I, he doesn't sleep because he just has. He just goes out there and does his thing. And you know, I think that's that's one of the best things about him. You know, he's 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 a perfectionist when it comes to that type of stuff. And you know, you see it on a day to day basis, and it brings the best out of us as well. Thanks, Donovan. Guys, that's Donovan Mitchell. Let's go back to. You. Thank you very much, Tony. And Coach, uh, I want to hit on something. Ben Anderson, who also is helping us out this year on, on pre-half and post, has been asking about the, the change in the rotation with Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, uh, where uh, they left Mike Conley out and pulled Donovan in, in the first quarter. And to kind of combine some themes, I thought Donovan's answer right there was great because it's exactly what you were talking about in the pregame, exactly that Donovan is a good floor mate, not just a good teammate. He said right there, he said, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I want to make sure Mike gets it going. I want to make sure my teammate, my floor mate out there has the tools that he needs to be at his best. I thought that was really insightful for Donovan and big ups to, uh, to Ben Anderson. Good questioning and good job picking up on that. Maturity, and that's Donovan Mitchell. He's 23 years old, emphasized old in a positive way, where that guy's mature. He's around sports his whole life with his family, with the New York Mets and baseball, and he gets it. 
And by, uh, by the way, he's a major talent. So by the rotation being adjusted as far as when I come in the game, when I come out, he's all in about it. And things could change. It's fluid. As, a, as Coach Snyder said, things change based on who you play against early foul trouble injuries. But the fact of the matter is that no matter what happens, you're ready to roll in a game. And that's what happens. And so Donovan accepts it. He played tremendous defense tonight. Mike Conley got himself going. And the whole Jazz team were the benefactor of it. it and also, last point is this. It doesn't matter who, who starts the game or during the game. It matters the last five minutes, Jake, who's in the game. And by the way, you're in the game. Are you a shot maker? And also, can you, can you guard the ball? So, interesting adjustment from Coach Snyder. And we talked to Locke and Boone about some of the other adjustments uh, that they've made. And it's just a sign, really. I mean, the players are great because they're obviously receptive to what the coaching staff is is saying. But uh, good for the coaching staff for assessing what they've got going and not being afraid to try some different things and try to put guys in the right positions. That's smart coaching. Your team always involves during, really, basically every two or three weeks, your team evolves because the competition teaches you as a coach what you don't know about your team. You can never simulate it in practice. You think you do, but you can't. So suddenly a, a team that presents a problem, maybe a trap defense, or maybe just some unbelievable how they swung the ball all the time and trapped, excuse me, and uh, screened to rescreen to screen again on you. Almost like a triple screen action, and you were confused on it defensively. And so what happens is that you keep evolving. It's called human behavior. Remember, as a coach evolves with his team, the players have to be able to process it. As coaches, it doesn't matter how much we, how much we know as a coach. It's irrelevant. It's how much the players can absorb naturally without taking away their instincts. So it's that unbelievable fine line that every successful coach in the NBA and in the NFL in particular, how they're trying to showcase their, their, their individual talent, meaning their, 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 the, the team's talent, but also without overloading their mind where they suddenly, Jake, a guy has really lightning fast feet become slow feet because of why he thinks too much. Yeah, no, I I think you're you're right on the money, and I think we have seen that a little bit where guys, especially the new guys, are are thinking a lot. Tonight was really the first night where it looked like it, it was. I don't know if uh, the right word feels to me like natural, like it looked like things were coming naturally where maybe they're not thinking too much and they can play at that full game speed that you're talking about. And that game speed starts with what? The ball hopping offensively. And the game speed is when you're guarding your own man. And when cutters go through, you put your chest on, I call it uh, numbers on numbers. I'm not, the guy cuts through the basket. I'm not holding you. I'm putting my number Number 25 on your chest to know that this is my presence about it. And so whenever you go number on number, it's advantageous to the defense. And that was the Jazz. And the Jazz, the Jazz sprinting back in recovery. And Jake, the last part about defense, they didn't get one tonight. But there'll be, a, there'll be games, multiple games, that when the Jazz, especially Donovan Mitchell, that when he gets back on defense, he'll sprint the floor and get a back tip. That's when you know you really got it going when... You're running back on defense. You're trying to match up, but the dribbler has a lazy bounce. He's dribbling the ball like he's going to a, to a, a Jake to a dance, and he's <laughs> dancing with the ball. And what you do, uh, Jake, you break the party by by back tipping the ball, and that's when you're really good. You build a wall. You back tip. You you convert it into a dunk. All right, one thirteen to eighty one is your final coming up right around the corner. We'll uh, let you hear from Rudy Gobert down in the Jazz locker room, and we'll continue to get coaches' thoughts on this one as well. It's your Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordy Chiesa, with you right here on the Zone, uh, Jazz Radio Network.
It's game night post-game show. Jake Scott and the coach, Gordy Chiesa, 113-81 is your final. The Jazz beat up on the Sacramento Kings tonight. Post-game brought to you by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Uh, just a quick update. Maybe folks out there listening. Uh, you, the Utes up on the Cal Bears 28-0 with 11 minutes and 30 seconds to go in the third quarter. Uh, might be uh, a couple of blowouts here uh, <laughs> locally tonight, uh, Coach, because the Jazz were uh, working Sacramento 113 – or uh, well, blowing out Sacramento the whole game. And actually, I don't think the game was even as close as the 113-81 uh, uh, final. Get a quick update on the Aggie score, Adrian. Uh, Utah State playing right now over 17-0 on... 17-0 Air Force. 17-0 Air Force. So that's over on uh, on 1280 AM on the AM side of the dial. Uh, Coach, should we hear a little bit from Rudy Gobert? Uh, Rudy tonight, uh, excellent defensively as, usually, as usual. His offense has, has not come along as quickly. He had six points tonight. I'm surprised, Coach, only six rebounds. Not often we're talking about a, a Rudy Gobert game where he has uh, six, only six boards. Uh, he did have a block shot tonight as well. Uh, was plus 16 in the plus minus. And here's what he had to say to Tony Parks in the locker room. You know, but tonight uh, we made shots and I feel like we're more, a little more unselfish. And, uh, you know, when we played that way, it's, it's hard to go. One thing, a good defensive night, but it was a dominant defensive night. In what ways, I mean, you feel the defense was there the first two games, but in what ways did it even get better tonight? I think we took better care of the ball. You know, uh, against the Lakers, we took, we did a great job defensively, but they scored f- about 15 or 20 points of turnovers. And tonight, we didn't have that. And, uh, you know, it was hard for them to get any, any kind of... You know, get it going, get it confident, and uh, we just move the ball, and it's even more demoralizing when we make shots. When you guys struggled a little bit last season, you yourself said that it was communication problems on defense. Do you already have a head start on the communication this year? I think it was a little more. You know, it was it was a lot of things. Uh, you know, the schedule, uh, the communication. Keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. Donovan putting a. 90s jazz hat on top of him. Classic look. Doesn't matter the outfit. <laughs> How happy are you for Boyan tonight? Having kind of a breakout game and he looked like he was having a lot of fun. I'm very happy, you know, and uh, when it's, I mean, it's really like that every day in practice. So it's like we were just waiting for, for him to, to do it in the game. And, uh, you know, I just try to get him open uh, as much as I can. And tonight he missed shots and he opens up things for everyone. Quinn said before the game that one of the keys to this group was having things start to become instinctual. Do you feel like you guys are getting to that point? Yeah, you know, it comes with time. You you, you, have, you have to work on it and have the will to do it, and uh, and then the good habits come. You know, uh, the good thing is defensively, I feel like we, we're getting some really good habits. And no, offensively, it's just, you know, it's just on us to to try to make make a play for each other. And uh, some nice Boyan going to score, some nice Donovan going to score, some nice I'm going to score, and it's very hard to go discussed how the right mindset has to be there because you want your team to punch first in games get off to quality starts and you felt like that was something personal that you wanted to take this year yeah yeah definitely you know every night I mean for the first after the preseason you know I feel like we're really happy about the way we started the games and tonight we tonight in the first two games we already had some good starts especially defensively and we want to try to do that every night and some nights we might not but we gotta you know get to the next play and, and, and hopefully get a, when, when things go our way, make sure they go our way quick and don't wait until we're down 15 or, or 20 points. Thanks, Rudy. Guys, that's Rudy Gobert. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, Tony. Uh, Rudy, a big part of that dominant defensive effort tonight, Coach. 
And it all starts with Rudy as far as being an early help. Rudy's really interesting guy because what he does very well, he defends the rim as a shot blocker, but also defends the paint as far as giving early help and then recovering. A lot of times shot blockers, they wait too deep in penetration and try to race the shot. What Rudy does is that he tries to defend also the middle game. So Jake, in tonight's game, when's the last time you saw the Kings player tonight take like a lane floater? Oh, hardly at all. Uh, that's exactly yeah. right. And part, of it, and part of it is because of their ineptness. That's part of it. But also because of Rudy and Ed Davis also in the, in the narrative right now where they, they on um, penetration, they play the perfect angle game where they step up to take that away. So Rudy is a, a huge part of it. And what, when you protect the paint and the rim, that, that allows the other def, the defensive players to stay longer on a string. Anytime you play defense, you should be on a string. The string could be short or could be elongated long. And in tonight's, in tonight's game, the, the string was really short because they were more connected because the on-ball defender led by Donovan Mitchell and, and uh, also Royce O'Neal really did an outstanding job of guarding the perimeter folks of the Sacramento Kings. And it was very impressive, the Jazz defense. And it all starts because they're connected. And most of all, they care. You know, it, you talked about Rudy guarding the whole paint coach. Last year, um, you know, of course, uh, Rudy coming off the Defensive Player of the Year the year before, and there was some controversy because his block shot numbers were down a little bit, whether Rudy should should win it uh, again. And eventually he did in a landslide. But my, my point in the discussion, or my argument always was, Rudy evolved so much as a defender last year where he was so good on pick and rolls and so good at picking up other guys uh, uh, coming into the paint and so much more agile than somebody his size should be that uh, he was a he was a much better defender last year than he was the year before and he was pretty darn good the best in the league the year before I thought he made that huge leap last year for the exact reasons that you're talking about defense besides blocking shots also you alluded to as far as Jake tagging cutters so that when the guy go the player runs through offensively if you're big in the coverage you're in the paint area you've got to tag with your shoulder you have to tag with your inside shoulder to take away a layup to help your teammate recover to that guy that ran through the lane so most elite defenders are great taggers. Just like your little kid playing tag out in the schoolyard. You tag cutters going through, and Rudy does that. Rudy Gobert really is motivated. It, it sounds so trivial. Most big guys defensively, if they're shot blockers, I get it, I understand it, but Rudy is beyond a shot blocker, and he's really a team eraser. Yep. See, in other words, I'm using shot block as one thing. Rudy's a team eraser. He races what? Pick and roll coverage. He races cutters. And also he races the paint area. And that allows the, his, uh, his uh, teammates and his floor mates to what, re- remain solid. The longer you remain solid in a game defensively, the better you are as a unit. Well, uh, one thing I know you, you mentioned he's motivated, and that's a it's a big big deal. And one thing I know the Jazz really just love about Rudy and other players on this team fall into this category too. But he's self motivated, so you don't have to stay on his backside all the time for him to to work and do what he needs to do. He's he's very much um, uh, self motivated motivated to get himself better and play hard all the time. And I think I think that's critical what you hit on right there. The only motivation that lasts as a player if you're self motivated. We as coaches. We can motivate players temporarily for X amount of minutes, mm-hmm. hours, perhaps games. Oh, by the way, you had a motivated season. Count, count your blessings then. But the only motivation that lasts is when you're self-motivated forever because it's you looking yourself in the mirror and, more importantly, looking your teammates, your floor mates. 
this thing called the NBA, there's so many times you can cave in during the course of a game and a week, a month, and a season. But there's stronger personalities as far as they get it. So Rudy Gobert defensively, he gets it. And by the way, he's evolving as a scorer. He's a, he, uh, he scores, uh, he's a recipient scorer. He's not an old school back to the basket, jump hook, step through, del- delayed moves. He, he has to get the ball more on the run. But he's evolving to what? Being, a, being an effective scorer. And so whatever Rudy sc- uh, scores, it's really uplifting. But his job is what? Is to, is to protect the, the paint area and run the floor back defensively and, and be the back part of the wall. And he's had to improve his hands so much over the years to become that effective scorer. He deserves a lot of credit for that. That's not something that's really easy to fix necessarily. And Coach, you remember him as a rookie. He had a tough time catching the ball. Now, I mean, it's it's rare that we see Rudy have trouble with a pass. I mean, it, it really is. Sometimes when it's down below his knees, we'll see him struggle with it. But if it's in the zone, if it's up high enough, he's catching it every time. As we call catch high, finish high. So if, you, if, you're, if Michael Conley and Donovan Mitchell – when they penetrate into the paint area and Rudy's in short corner spacing, don't throw the ball to Rudy at his chest. Throw the ball high in the air. So make Rudy go airborne. So Rudy's seven foot one right now. Make him be eight foot tall on the baseline so the backside defender can't recover on it. I have a real problem, Jake, when guys seven foot tall, their their knucklehead teammates, Jake, they pass to to the guy at his shoelaces. (laughs) Jake, you said by the guy's knees. I wish it was his knees, Jake. I've seen so many people pass the ball to the bigs at their shoelaces. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Shoelace, Shoelace passes. They're never getting down to get that. That's not their fault. No, it's, no, it's not. It's remotely. It's not their fault. It's the passer. He has amnesia. Jake, I know a lot of people have amnesia during the game. Yeah, that's a Tr- good way to put it. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> trust me. All right, uh, your final tonight, the Jazz beat the Kings 113-81. to 81. He is Coach Gordy Chiesa. Jake Scott with you coming up right around the corner. Uh, we'll get some final thoughts on this one. We'll look ahead to Phoenix. Uh, the Jazz head down to the Valley of the Sun for a Monday night showdown with the Suns. We'll get you ready for that as well. It's your Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Donovan goes in the post to Gobert, five on the clock. Rudy spins baseline, too far underneath, swings it back out, one on the clock. Bogdanovich from the mountain logo, it's good. And high steps back the other way. Boyan Bogdanovich has got 20. This is the call of the night from our good friend David Locke. Welcome back. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordy Chiesa with you. Uh, the Jazz beat the Kings tonight, 113-81. Post game brought to you by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Uh, Coach, uh, we'll get final thoughts on this particular game coming up here momentarily, but uh, let's look at a little bit to the the Phoenix Suns. Uh, we just saw it come across the crawler on, uh, on the TV as we've got the uh, Utah Cal. California game going on in the background here, but uh, Ricky Rubio is out. He's day to day. Well, actually, excuse me, he's not out uh, officially. He's day to day. He's got a knee contusion, coach. We were looking forward to seeing Ricky again. Might uh, have to wait a little bit on that, depending on how he's feeling on Monday. Yeah, very much. He, former Jazz man, he's playing well for them. The Phoenix Suns at early start in the season. Let's hope he feels better. So if he doesn't play right now, they'll play probably Tyler Johnson, who's a, a combination guard at point, and keep Devin Booker, who we know is an elite shooter, scorer, as quasi-point guard, he's more of a two-guard. That's a good matchup on Monday night. Donovan Mitchell, young Donovan Mitchell, the same age group against Devin Booker. They're arch rivals. Those guys' career arcs will be, will be absolutely interwoven. Who's the better player? I think Donovan is because he's a better all-around player, but we'll see how it plays out. 
Yeah, kind of a, kind of almost like a, a Chris Paul, Darren Williams kind of thing. Oh, where very they're, much. They're always going to be measured against each other, yeah. Same age group, same sort of uh, body frame, same uh, as far as at a range of same talent level. Dom's a little bit smaller, but Dom's got more serious hops. Uh, Devin Booker's uh, is, uh, ball skills, a little bit taller. They're both, they're both going to be elite players, and they're all trying to catch Luka Doncic. So all the young- who has started the season so well, by the way. So all, so all quote all the American guys. It sounds weird saying it because yeah. now it, uh, all the American guys are trying to catch Luka Doncic and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. As far as the, the the elite European guys, all the young Euro- young American guys are trying to catch up to them. How things change. It, seriously, and and we were talking uh, a little bit off the well, yeah, absolutely, how things change. And we were talking a little bit about how Phoenix, you know, I, I don't think they're a playoff team uh, this year. I think Ricky Rubio really helps them because they needed a point guard, and I think Monty Williams is is a, is a really good coach. But we were talking about this. There's a little spark there with that Suns team. There's there's something to build around. And DeAndre Ayton, you know, I I don't know what the full story is there. Uh, him being a knucklehead with the with the diuretics or whatever, but getting suspended, you know, that's that's probably. Probably not good, but but Phoenix has some guys there, uh, some stuff to kind of build on. And it's Ricky Rubio, Devin Booker, Kelly Oubre, or we like uh, Darius Sajic and DeAndre uh, Ayton, and then Aaron Baines is the backup. And then I mentioned earlier about a guy named uh, Mikel Bridges. So also add to this: Do you realize, Jake, that the Phoenix Suns are the youngest team in the NBA? The average age group is twenty three point nine years old. What about the Jazz? The Jazz. With all the, the only acquisitions of Mike Conley, Jeff Green, Ed Davis, Bunyan Bandanovich, the Jazz now are the fifth oldest team in the NBA. Yeah, I was going to say, they're not a young team anymore right. at so all. Right, so the Jazz mm-hmm. are absolutely prime, ready to do some serious uplifting in the uh, the playoffs. So the, the, the Suns, I'm not saying they're starting over. All I'm saying that they're still young right now. But they, they have a good coach, Zach the Jazz and Monty Williams. Here's some quick numbers, too. Do you realize, Jake, this? I'm curious about about this statistic. As we speak right now, the Suns are fourth in the NBA in assists per game. So we thought the Suns what were an uh, uncaring team and selfish. Maybe that was yesteryear, but not right now. The Suns also are fifth in the NBA in field goal percentage defense. So they're trying to guard and challenge shots, whether in the interior or out on perimeter. And by the way, if you foul the Phoenix Suns because you have no stance on defense yourself, you bump them over their back. The Suns are second in the NBA in three throw percentage. So, Jake, they're in the top five in three categories, and in, in last year, they were in the bottom five almost every category. Right. So the power of coaching and also the power of, of uh, believing that the Phoenix Suns believe in their coaching staff, which which opposite it, so did the Jazz do, and Quinn Snyder, and with his team. But it's in, with, his, with the Suns, though, it's actually a fun story for them. All right, Coach, uh, before we put this baby to bed, let's get a couple of final thoughts uh, from you on what you saw tonight and what you're taking away from this, uh, this big-time win over the Kings. I say big-time, I, I mean the, the spread of the score, of course, but uh, what are you taking from this? My optics were the Jazz moved the ball beautifully. Everybody threw the extra pass, swing, 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 for the rainbow corner three side pocket, and Bonyol Madanovich made all of them, and so did Joe Ingles, and so did, uh, so did uh, Donovan Mitchell. So they, they shared and cared the, uh, as far as offense and defense. Defensively, they sprinted back in recovery. They built the early wall to take away the initial striking mentality of De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heal, and it slowed them down. And the most important thing is the Jazz kept the hammer on. 
They didn't let up, Jake. A lot of times when you're up by 15, 17 points a game, the other team starts to run because of your, there's no sense of urgency and, you, and you, you're too lax. The Jazz were the opposite. Whoever played in tonight's game, they came out and played with a lot of pride. The Jazz have defensive integrity, and that's what I took away my optics. All right, uh, the Jazz led tonight by Boyan Bogdanovich, 26 points on 10 of 18 shooting. He was t- uh, terrific tonight. Donovan Mitchell with 15 points. Mike Conley with 12. Thought it was Conley's uh, best game in a Jazz uniform so far. George Niang with 12 coming off the bench. Same with uh, Emmanuel Moutier had 10 coming off the bench. We want to say a big thanks to Locke and Boone doing their normal fine work calling the game for everybody tonight. Thanks to all the broadcast interns who helped out. Thanks to Adrian, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. And Coach, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you very much for all your insight tonight. It's been great. Thanks, Jake. Peace out. We will talk to you on Monday. The Jazz will be in Phoenix taking on the Suns. Tip-off will be at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 7. And, of course, as always, you'll hear all the action right here on the Jazz Radio Network.